This week on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook, His Presence, number two. Let's go. Hey folks, Apostle Lewis here with you, and I want to talk to you again about his presence, and and um, I'm going to be on this theme. I did the other one uh, yesterday on communion coffee, so you can go and see that one, um, and then this one, and I'm going to be doing three of these a week. I'm just going to be focusing on different aspects of his presence, the kingdom, and I decided to tie these all in, so you can go and see what I do on communion coffee that's on the gate. Facebook and the Gate YouTube channel. So you can see them there. And then, of course, we can continue out. Look, we have this on podcast and other things. Now you can find links to all of these if you're on our locals. If you're just on locals, uh, the gatechurch.locals.com, I put a link in there for communion coffee. I put a link in there for. Um, uh, for the weekly kingdom outlook i put a link then we have a video on there on friday and then another one on the paid side on saturday so four videos but three you can get free and you won't have to go to all the platforms to find it just join me on locals the gaychurch.locals.com and that would be a great blessing to me i would love to see you there um so let's talk about this a little bit let's talk about um you know I, I, i'm 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 so hungry for God. Not that I haven't drank or eaten this morning from him. That's not why I'm hungry. I'm hungry to see a city shaken, to see a nation, to see the world, wherever I go, that people are touched um, with the power of God. And um, I'm hungry to see that for you. I'm hungry to see that for me. You know, what are some of the things that could, that I have found hindrances to me fulfilling the will of God? And I, and I think one of those things um, sometimes is a thing called timing. We're waiting for the timing of the Lord. And I, I want to give you um, an aspect of where that might be true, but we might also be hindering ourselves by overthinking it. The way the Old Testament worked, there were certain times and seasons. There are times and seasons. We're never going to get away from that. There are those things under heaven. Under heaven. Let's let's look at, um, let me just pull it up real quick here. And let's think about this for a second. Different than the way we think about it in... Um, you know, um, the way we think about it is we're thinking earthly. Um, you know, and so what happens when we think, um, um, when we think, listen, just listen, I want, I want you to hear this statement. Ecclesiastes 3.1, there, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Let me say that again. To everything there is a season 
for a for a, a time for every purpose under heaven but not in heaven this is this is in the natural things in the natural in the earth there is a everything for to everything there is a time a season for the purpose under heaven but not in heaven heaven operates different than the earth and jesus talking in 3 uh, chapter 3 of john he is telling him some spectacular things he says look i'm explaining to you earthly things if i'm explaining to you these earthly things then He says to him, if I'm explaining you these earthly things and you don't get it, how, am I, how are you going to comprehend the heavenly things I want to give to you? If you can't understand the times and seasons on the earth, he's not saying you need to understand the times and seasons in heaven. He's saying, look, heaven, I'm going to explain to you heavenly things which aren't connected to the natural laws that you see. And if you can't follow even the natural laws which you see, how are you going to follow the spiritual laws, the spiritual things I'm going to share with you that you can't see it with your naked eye, with your natural eye? How are you going to follow those things? See, we have been, we have been given a set of rules for the earth but God asked us to bring heaven to earth. And heaven operates on a different time schematic called eternity. Called that the time, it's called now. That's heaven. Heaven is called the now time, the now season. We, we sometimes struggle with that. There is... Times and seasons, we know this, you know, less seasonal times, let's say, different shifts and seasons in Florida than you would have in Michigan, but seasons and times, and there's, there's these things um, do restrict us because we think that what Jesus is saying, we think what Jesus is saying is that you too are restricted to know what time it is in heaven. It's not what he's saying. He's saying, look, you understand these natural things. If you don't understand these natural things, these earthly things I'm telling you. He doesn't call them natural. He calls them earthly things. If you don't understand the earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Heavenly things are different. Heavenly things operate by faith, not by time. So some people think because they feel they're in a certain season that they have to wait for a season to be over for a new season. And actually what brings about the new season is faith. And if you're going to be a person of this, I want to tell you that the thing that hindered me in stepping out was faith. God never dealt with me and said, it's not the time. God dealt with me with faith. 
we always think now when is when when it seems like the time was right doesn't it it seems like the time was right but that's not actually what was holding me back what was holding me back for me getting in line by faith into the timing of heaven, which is now in bringing heaven to earth. It was not the other way around. Time was not proceeding. I wasn't sitting there looking. Everything you can see in heaven, you can enter into. I've said this a long time with the prophetic, with prophets. A prophet can see something that God's going to do, but he can enter into it maybe 40 years before it appears on earth because he saw it. We see this in Moses. We see this in Abraham. It says of Abraham, Jesus says of Abraham, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced in it. What, 2,500 years? Whatever it was, 3,000 years before Jesus? Whatever it was. I think it was more than that. I think it was more like 3,500. 3, it was a long time ago. How did he do that? Because when he saw the smoke and I'm in a flaming torch, the revelation of Christ, the revelation of the Son of God began to come on him. He began to see in heaven and he began to rejoice now in what wasn't even going to be available to mankind in a whole. The thing that holds us back is not time, but faith. Because we've been taught only by the natural things. So we say stuff like this, it was their time. Why? The thing that I struggled with, and I still struggle with, because to be honest with you, I walk in the natural realms along with the spirit realms, right? I'm walking in the confines of the natural while I'm bringing heaven to earth. Now, if I'm going to bring heaven to earth, heaven doesn't have the same seasonal patterns that we do. You know, down here in the earth, you don't get fruit in every season, do you? But you do in heaven. <laughs> the, 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 the tree, the leaves of the trees, maybe the fruit, the leaves of the trees. Listen. Listen to this. This is heaven. This is a heaven pattern. In the middle of its street, on either side of the river, was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. Do you, know, you know how rare that is? Do you know that you don't bear, you know, that natural trees don't bear fruit? But you see, when Jesus saw the fig tree, he cursed it because Jesus looked up, looked down, and the fig tree wasn't bearing fruit. Jesus wasn't going bound. It, it, it denotes that it was not in the season. What a, what, a, what a mean Jesus to curse a fig tree, right? Out of season. 
Come on, Jesus, that's not that's not fair. It's not fair for you to curse a fig tree um, out of season. But it wasn't out of season where Jesus was dwelling. Our, our problem, the problem we have that we are limited by our natural sight as much as we think it's spiritual. And what revival does, what the presence does, what soaking his presence is also learning how to abide in a spiritual state realm with him. And you see things differently. And what we normally do is we speak them into the earth, but we don't know how faith to bring them. And that takes an anointing. Let's just look at Jesus and, and I think it's Matthew uh, 21, I think, is the poor little fig tree. Poor little fig tree. Jesus is so mean. And I just want to look at this with you. Um, now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, But let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. When the disciples saw it, they marveled. How did the fig tree wither away so soon? Surely I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will, be, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. Why is Jesus asking for fruit on a fig tree? I think another, another um, um, Mark 11, I think, tells us that it was not in season. One of them is going to tell us it's not in season. And um, that's important for us to kind of grasp here. Because to Jesus, this fig tree should have been. Remember, he looked here. He looks out and he sees the fig tree, and he was hungry and seeing from afar a fig tree. This is uh, Mark eleven, having leaves. He went to see it to perhaps he would find some, but he came to it and found nothing. At least for it was not the season for figs. They make this note in Mark's gospel. It's not the season for figs. Why? But Jesus, I'm going to give you, I'm going to show you where Jesus told them to not be confined. I mean, this is, look, I, I feel we've only tapped in about 10% of what's actually available to us in the kingdom of what Jesus really purchased for us. You know, for some people, it's salvation, go to heaven, born again, wait for Elijah Moses to drive the big yellow bus, take us all home, bus the wheels go round and round. And, and for that, so some segment of church, that's it. They're, they're, they're in their churches hanging on to the end. There's those people who believe in salvation. There's those who believe in, believe in new creation. You have all these different sects of the Christian church. None of them are fully, none of us are fully, fully into the kingdom. So Jesus says this to the disciples after the woman who is... Um, uh, the woman by the well. <clears throat> he says, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say, there are still four months and then comes the harvest. But I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white with harvest. Look up. 
they're full. Look at look up at the fields. They're already full of harvest. Look up for what is in heaven. Look up from to God's realm. How do the fields look there? Well, these fields look like they're bare. No, they're full of harvest. A lot of times we're so struggling, and it's not that it's not that we don't have to make preparation for some things that God gives us. That's not what I'm saying. But one of the things that I think we all struggled with at one point, right, Doug? I mean, even just to get ourselves launched, you know, there was a lot of consternation to step out. And we were trained that way. You got to make sure the timing's right. You don't want to struggle. You don't want, you know what I mean? We, we were told these things. I watched Doug. I watched Doug get prophesied right off a job. Because, you know, we have kids. We have wife, family, responsibility. And it's not always easy in the beginning, is it, Doug? But you persevere. Look at him now. Proud of him. I know what it was like in the beginning. I was there. Doing his newsletter. Making them sauce, encouraging them, doing the best I could. Telling them, I was there, Doug. I heard the words. You got to go. People were telling him, get a job. I was like, no, preach the gospel. I heard the words. But in my own, what happens in church, we get good at planning, but never doing as much. Not that. There is not a timing. There, it's not there's a timing. Really what the timing, I'm going to tell you what the issue is in the timing. Faith. The issue sometimes has to deal with me. Am I aligned to you? Do I know your will in this matter? Look what Jesus said. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say that it's not time for harvest. Look to heaven. <laughs> Lift up your eyes and look at the harvest. See what God has called you to do in the spirit and then go do it. I want to let you know it's harvest time. I want to let you know. It's your time. It's our time. It's God's time. We're in the realm of eternity. We're in the realm of eternity. And that's what I want you to know. Man, I am lost in this room right now. I am lost in this room with you, Lana. Your presence is so good. And so wonderful. I love you, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're doing. I ask, Lord. I ask you for your goodness. I ask you for your lovely kindness. But the harvest is ripe. But it's time to release the laborers into that harvest.
the very anointing, the very presence, the very power of God upon them. Folks, let me tell you something about his presence. When you're in his presence, time disappears. Why? It's eternity. That's one thing you have to know about his presence. And you sit there in his presence and you lose track of time. You lose track, awareness of what's going on around you. But not, you know, like the superficial, the, 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 the inconsequential things around you. And you're just consumed with him and the revelation of who he is. One of the things that held me back was church. Church cost me years. Years. Doesn't mean that God came to make them up. I'm just saying it cost me years. I'm not saying that, you know, tomorrow you're ordained. You know, that's what I'm saying. But it cost me years because I was always looking for something in the future. When the time was now, when I recognized this, the time is now. When I learned that principle, my life changed. Amen? Amen. I hope you have a great day. Remember, go to locals, go to lewisdcn.com, download our podcast, share this with people. And just so you know, this September 10th and 11th, 2021, I will be at the River Church on Monument, uh, second building, number two. I'll be there from, uh, we'll be there seven o'clock both nights, Friday and Saturday, and Saturday morning at 10. Me, Dan, and Doug are, are going to just be hosting God's presence. Fire and glory. It's all we're doing. And I'm, I'm really hoping that you'll join us there. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And you have an amazing, amazing time.